I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Championship Roundtable. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm joined by Jake Jackman today. I'm going to throw it over to him so he can get straight into results. Roundup, if you don't mind, Jake, just take us through all the weekend fixtures from game week two. Yeah, so it all played on Saturday this week, which makes it quite nice and easy for me to run through them. Started off at lunchtime, uh, Leeds and Nottingham Forest drawing one all. Leeds taking the lead in that one before being pegged back um, to share the points. Uh, and the three o'clock games, Middlesbrough lost at home to Brentford. Uh, big victory for Brentford after their first day defeat. Preston got a very eye-catching uh, 3-0 win over Wigan. Uh-huh. Uh, who, of course, won on the first day of the week, uh, of the season. QPR and Huddersfield drew one all. Sheffield Wednesday were one of only two teams to make it two wins out of two with a 2-0 win over Barnsley. West Brom and Millwall drew one all. Uh, Birmingham and Bristol City also drew one all. Cardiff won 2-1 against Luton, thanks to a late goal there. Charlton, the other team to have won both of their games, they won 3-1 at home against Stoke. Derby and Swansea drew 0-0. Fulham beat... Blackburn 2-0, and Hull beat Reading 2-1. Thank you for that, Jake. I'm going to bring it straight back to you, but I want you to talk about any results that caught your eye as such, any surprises, anything major that you want to talk about from this uh, these weekend's fixtures. So I'm going to throw it back to you, like I say. Yeah, there's a few results really that caught my eye. It's, it's so difficult to know if they're um, surprising results or if We've just overrated or underrated some of the teams at this point of the season. It's difficult. Yeah, I get that, yeah. yeah. Um, Cholton beating Stoke 3-1 was quite a, quite an eye-catching result for me. I thought Stoke were going to have a good season. I thought that um, Nathan Jones would have acclimatised a little bit to the league. They've kept some big players. They've still got Joe Allen, Klukas, Butland, uh, Tom Ince. They've got some really, really good players on that team. Uh, and I thought they were going to do well this season, but obviously they've lost their first few games and the style of football might not be clicking for them. And it might be that the manager doesn't have long left because I can't imagine that Stoke are going to be the most patient of club considering that, that you know, their budgets are Premier League and they need to get back there. So it's Yeah, it's, definitely. It's, but it's really impressive for Cholton, who who have lost some key players themselves this summer. Um, still Lee Bowyer, and he just, he just seems to be performing miracles down there. I can't understand how he keeps getting these results considering the ownership yeah. situation and the fan stuff but two really good wins for them and I think Lowell Taylor was looking really good there um, but I'm sure we'll come on to players a little bit later another one um, that slightly surprised me was um, Reading losing 2-1 to Hull uh, I, I still think Hull have got a really good team but there's been so much positivity about, uh, about Reading recently on, on social media, maybe I just follow a, too, uh, a few too many Reading fans for <laughs> my opinion's been slightly skewed but they Thought they were going to do well this season, and obviously they've done a lot of business recently. Um, took a player from Sheffield Wednesday who scored at the the weekend, Lucas Shaw. Yeah. Um, 
they dominated possession. It just seems that their style of football is just very dominant of possession, but they can be caught on the break, and Hull seem to have the players to, to cause them real problems. But no, I was slightly surprised that, that Reading lost that one, to be honest. I thought they were going to go there and win. Um, and then Leeds and Forest drawing one all was a surprise to me. I thought that, that Leeds were going to go on quite a, a strong run at the start of the season, but you know they're held at home. And those getting too excited on Leeds and saying they're going to clearly be the best team in the division this season are slightly getting ahead of themselves if they're going to be dropping points at home. This is something that they did last season as well. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, Forest will definitely be the happier team coming away with a point there. Um, but it, as, as we know, it's it's all early days and, and you, you summed it up rightly, saying that some some results may not seem a surprise maybe in a few months' time when the, the table obviously pans out and, and you know, the, the adjustments are made based on how good actually teams are. Uh, another result for me, though, what stood out, because you, you've You've picked out a couple already that I were going to mention, but Millwall getting a point. I know it's only a draw, but a point away at West Brom. I had that one down as a West Brom win on my accumulator, so that ruined my day. It was the only team what let me down, but Matt Smith scoring in the 75th minute has given uh, Millwall quite a steady little start, and they sit eighth in the league at the minute, and I'm sure we might mention them later in one of the topics, topics but that's, um, that's pretty much the other result that I wanted to mention, and, and Obviously, from the weekend's games you've touched on, Charlton, there's only Charlton and Sheffield Wednesday at the minute with a perfect record, just two games into the season. So we'll we'll probably come on to them. But let's let's talk about um, standout players, Jake. You mentioned one at Charlton already. Do you want to continue with that? Because you took the words right out of my mouth. I had Lyle Taylor listed. So do you want to talk about him? Yeah, I thought he had a really, really good game. Um, I thought that... Um, some were doubting his ability to step up to the championship, but he got yeah. a good goal and he, he just caused Stoke problems all afternoon. He's just such a presence up top and he can link up play as well. And he's just so important for this Charlton team. I know Brentford were linked towards the end of the transfer window, so they're probably delighted that they managed to keep hold of him. And he's going to be key to, to Charlton this season. As, as Although they've had this quite nice start, it would be a surprise if they were much above the relegation zone. So they're going to need him to stay fit and perform to his level. And he just looked at home um, in the championship, playing against some some good defenders and uh, in the Stoke team, um, and and he just looked at home and, and caused them all sorts of problems. And he's, he's going to be definitely be one to watch. The other one for me is probably a player that we can name this part of the show after Jared Bowen. He comes up nearly every week. <laughs> yeah, how is he still in the championship? I thought we were both convinced he was going to move on, but he didn't. Yep, and he was absolutely quality. He um he scored a very nice goal, got an assist. Was working hard, uh, looking at his stats for the game. He completed four tackles, completed four dribbles, attempted seven shots. He was just all over this Reading team, and he's such a talent. And at 22 years old, just still got a lot of time ahead of him. But I'm just surprised the Premier League club hasn't come calling Me too. for him or, or Grisicki on the other wing. So the fact that they managed to keep both of them, I think Huller in a really strong position to to do it as well as they, at least as well as they did last year. And, and another home win, I think. Last year, we, we just came accustomed to whole winning at home. Uh, and I, yeah. I'm sure that's probably going to continue this year with, with both those players in the team. Yeah, definitely. You've, like I say, I, I already had Lyle Taylor. He's, he's scored a goal and, and got an assist for Charlton. Another one who got a goal and assist, um, James will be pleased. I'm going to mention him. He's Paul Gallagher. He was fantastic for Preston in their 3-0 victory, as we mentioned, um, over Wigan. So uh, fair play to them because we, we all know that. Preston can be a threat at home and I am going to be intrigued again to see whether 
Preston finish around mid-table off, can finally push for those playoff spots. So uh, they need players like Paul Taylor, uh, Paul Gallagher, sorry, in their team. Um, one player that I'm going to mention actually, and I, I don't think I'm being biased when I say this, Jake, um, Jacob Murphy for Sheffield Wednesday, um, obviously on on loan from uh, Newcastle. He scored, actually, I believe. He scored after two minutes, and I believe it was his first touch. So to score a goal after two minutes and it be his first touch, but let's talk about the the remaining minutes he was on the field, the, the other 68 minutes he was brought off after around 70 minutes. Um, but it was it was fantastic, especially for his debut. It was, it was actually brought into, into the team because uh, Barry Bannon turned out to be injured. Um, I believe he's out for a couple of weeks. So he wasn't initially meant to start. And then he's obviously got the goal Wednesday, have got the win. And he had a fantastic game. And, and here's a little stat for you is that Jacob Murphy already has completed more successful forward dribbles than George Boyd did for Sheffield Wednesday in the whole of last season. So that just shows you um, either how poor George Boyd was last season, most likely. But the intent that Sheffield Wednesday have got now going forward, uh, Kadeem Harris has always has, has been a great signing for us as well. And, and I can't not mention him because he's had a, a great couple of games. Uh, but instead of mentioning players who scored goals and got the assists. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Freddie Woodman um, at Swansea, keeping that clean sheet um, for Swansea, obviously, in that nil-nil draw away at Derby. It was completely under the cosh at the at times. Derby actually had 17 shots in total. Uh, so for that to remain nil-nil and him keep a clean sheet, and he actually got the man of the match, I believe, as well. So um, I just thought I'd mention the keeper there, uh, Woodman for Swansea. He saved the penalty as well, didn't he? Is that correct? I'm yes. not sure if he did. Yeah. Right, OK. OK, I've, I've, I've missed that one. So if he saved the penalty as well, then even more so. Yeah, so for me, Freddie Woodman is, uh, is definitely in one of the standout players of the week. Are there any other players that you want to discuss, Jake, or is, is that enough for us? No, I was, I was actually going to mention Kadeem Harris, so it'd be interesting as, to, as, as we are running low on content today to, to get a little bit into Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> I'm sure we might have got into them a little bit later, but we might as well do that now. You've mentioned both of them. Um, I think he's added something extra to your to your team, um, pace, directness. Him and yeah. Jacob Murphy both completed five dribbles each in the game. Um, and obviously coupled with Adam Reach, you know, three players there that can, can provide a real spark for Sheffield Wednesday. And I think people hey. maybe slept on them partly because of the manager's situation, but are you thinking now that you're slightly changing the style of play there, trying to be a little bit more direct? And... Uh, well, it's it's good that I think we've found the balance in the team now. Um, we, we've always had good key, uh, you know, the key core players, the likes of Westwood, uh, Lees, Bannon, and, and then a striker but we've got Adam Reach um as well so we've, we've got decent players but what we've missed literally since Mikel Antonio left the club is pace in, in wide areas that's something we've just simply not had for years and we've addressed that uh, we brought in Kadeem Harris who already has made a world of difference um we just look a completely different team going forward i know we're only two games in we're not going to get carried away and we've 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 all due respect we've we've beat reading and barnsley you know two teams i'd expect to finish in, in the bottom half of the league but in terms of positivity uh, and, and and confidence that the players must have now the likes of harris has has, has you know added to that and and now Jacob Murphy as well, who only a few years ago was, you know, costing £12 million. So to have him on our books, I know 
he was inconsistent last season and he's, he's not been at his best. But um, given game time and, and, and you know, in, in a team now at Sheffield Wednesday who do look like they're going to be playing forward-thinking football, certainly under Bullen for the time being, because obviously we still don't have a permanent manager, then uh, so far, so good. Um, would, would, you keep, would, would you keep him in the job? See, a lot of Wednesday fans initially, and I've, I've got to hold my hands up and say I, I was probably one of them, was a few weeks ago I was thinking we we need a manager sooner rather than later because the season's due to start. You know, we, we were left in a abysmal position, you know, with Bruce leaving only a couple of weeks before the season kicked off as such. Um, but the more I think about it, it makes sense that there's no rush to appoint a manager because at some point Wednesday are going to come, you know, they are going to hit a brick wall where, like every team does, they have a, a few losses and, you know, the, the form dips a little bit, whether that's in two weeks' time or in two months' time. We might as well wait to that point and then maybe appoint a manager when things are slightly not going our way again. But having said that, with such as Chris Uton, who's, supposedly turned the job down, who I was my number one candidate and most Wednesday fans' number one candidate for the job. Um, I, you're probably as well giving the job to Bullen, yes, because the, 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 the names that remain are the likes of Alan Pardew, Tony Poulis, Gary Rowett, um, Gary Monk. I'm, if I'm really honest, I'm not convinced by all of them, so would it make more sense to give Bullen the job anyway, especially... With the you know the start we have had, um, it could all change again on Saturday uh, against Millwall. But for me, there's just yeah, there's no rush now to appoint a manager. Let's let's probably leave Bullen in a caretaker role for another couple of months and, and then make that decision. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I I think it's an interesting one because you always caretaker managers do often go on these types of runs and it's it's whether you get offer them the job and i thought it's quite interesting you said then it might be worth keeping hold of him until the bad run starts which i think probably makes sense because you don't want to rush in and give him a year contract and yeah and if you do that if if it goes badly you're going to lose him out of the club completely at least if you keep him in this sort of position and somebody comes in he can still be a part of it and it's it's it is it's the difficult situation for Wednesday to be in, and I think they've been in this situation for the last few weeks. It's very difficult to make that call or to rush somebody in. Or I think it's fine at the moment, but to put that title of manager onto him, you could end up at it, it's a huge leap to compare you to Manchester United. But they're in the situation they're sort of in at the moment, where they probably didn't want to keep Solskjaer, but they were forced into it, and then they couldn't bring yeah. in. Yeah, you know, it, it's a difficult one, but. The more wins he gets, the more convincing case he has to take the job. Um, it's just oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. It's, it's difficult, especially as you he's, you don't want to lose him around, lose him from the club completely, which could happen if it goes badly and he's sacked by December anyway. Which exactly, yeah, and and I don't think any Wednesday I'd, I'd want that for him. Um, and it's a, and 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 you know what, he's brought in some great transfers as well on deadline day. Obviously, we've talked about Murphy. Uh, Luongo, you you know Jake how much of a fan I am of, of Massimo Luongo. I, I can't really believe in many ways that we've managed to get him um, as cheaply as we did as well. Um, and then um, the other player, obviously, we brought in on uh, a free transfer. Bates from Hamburg, a defender. We were looking at getting Michael Hector. We've managed to get David Bates, young Scottish defender. So I think 
all in all, Bullen's done a great job so far. But if I, but one thing we have done, Jake, is we've jumped the gun a little bit here because I was going to ask you what teams have caught your eye, your eye so far this season. So we probably don't have to touch on Sheffield Wednesday now. So is there, is there any other teams in particular you want to talk about for good or bad reasons? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, there's a few teams I'd like to touch on. Um, I mean, we could probably talk about every team, but uh, one team, a couple of teams that have su- surprised me in a bad way. I won't talk about Stoke. I sort of briefly touched on them earlier. So that they're one team that I, I was surprised on um, in sort of a bad way. Um, another is Blackburn, really. Um, mm. You know, I, f- I thought that this could be a year that they'd, they'd push on and challenge for the playoffs. Um, but they've got a very good squad, kept hold of Bradley Dack. Um, Brought in a bit of experience um, with Stuart Downing coming in, um, as well as Bradley Johnson, and they've also got a lot of young talent. Um, the centre back from Man City, I can't pronounce the name, Adebayo, um, Ben yeah. Brereton, um, Travis, Adam Armstrong, Christian Walton in goal now. I think they've got quite a a talented young team. Obviously, bringing in Sam Gallagher. I, I would have thought they'd have, you know pushed on it and it is only two games they might do but to lose 2-1 at Chol- uh, against Cholton at home first up is difficult um, Fulham away is a difficult game but you know that first one you'd have thought they'd have won at home they, they've obviously got a few games coming up now Oldham in, in the the League Cup is one that you'd expect them to win it, it might be one of those fixtures that comes at a good time to give them a little bit of confidence and they've got Middlesbrough Hull, Cardiff, West Brom you know, they've still got tough games to come and a lot of people are taking yeah. Blackburn to to get into those playoffs or, or to be competing for them as dark horses, and, and they might be that after ten games, uh, they're in the bottom five, which would be a bit of a surprise. And and I don't know if, what that would mean for Tony Mowbray because he's obviously done such a good job since going in there, um, nearly kept them up first when he went in late in the championship season, got them straight back up, and then consolidated them, making some good transfers. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. It's, it, it is obviously early days, but I did expect a little bit more from them. Uh, another yeah. one would be Bristol City. I haven't really seen much of them in, the, in their opening two games to really to be too impressed about. I thought that Birmingham w- was a game they they should have won, um, and they ended up needing a late equaliser there. And I thought Birmingham were the better team in that one. Um, so it's just obviously they got battered at, against Leeds. So it, they're yeah. another one that I'm just not too convinced about. And it might be that they've tried to. They didn't do enough transfer business coming in, which I think they probably would think themselves looking back at it. They've sold a couple of key players. Um, 
and they haven't really got round to replacing them. I think one that surprised me was um, Patterson. They let go on deadline day. I thought that was yeah, a bit of a strange they did, one. Yeah, well, they did. Yeah, and Marlon Pack as well has obviously gone to Cardiff, so they've lost a couple of key players. Uh, um, two players that start uh, or featured in their opening game. So it's surprising that you know they're that integrated into the squad and they both went on. So is it? Yeah, I, I'm just. I, Considering how well they did last year and how highly rated I think uh, Johnson is as a coach, I'm slightly surprised at what they did in the transfer market. And now I'm slightly worried taking in their first two games. I think it's going to be a difficult season for them. Um, I don't think they'll go down, but I don't think they're going to be very near, much near the playoffs, to be honest. I think they're going to be around about mid-table. But it, it, yeah. they're two teams I'm surprised about. Um, I guess before, in a bad way, I guess, is there any more you want to touch on before we get on the, to the good teams? Um, you know what? I know you t- mentioned Stoke earlier on. I, I'm, I, me and you predicted that Stoke were going to finish in the playoffs this season, didn't we? And, and I know we're two games in, but I just can't. I'm going to ask you the question, Jake. How, after last season and, and what went wrong for them and you know where they finished and they sacked Rowett and they've, they've got a, rid of a, a few players, the Deadwood, if you like, um, brought in a few more, had all summer under the, you know, the new manager from uh, Luton Jones in charge now. I just don't know how they've not prepared and got it right again. You know, losing the games they have done, no no disrespect to the teams that they've lost again, but Charlton and QPR, again, two teams you'd expect to be finishing the bottom third maybe this season. Um, Are we missing something with Stoke City, Jake? What is it? What is the problem with them? I really am not sure. I thought that, they're quite a stable club. They always have been. They've given managers yeah. time, some that, that deserves praise. And the current game, they had a, quite a good preseason, really. Um, I thought they made some good signings. Scott Hogan's another one that's come in. I think it's quite a good signing. Yeah. They've got so much talent in that team. Nick Powell coming in as well. And, and if you look down, you know, Tom Ince, yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe Allen, Jack Butland, so much quality in that team. And Nathan Jones is a coach that is very highly rated. At Luton, he's a, a big reason for why Luton are in, in the championship now. Um, they seem to have got all the components there for it to go well, but it just hasn't clicked. And It might just be that they just need a couple of wins. Um, they've got Wigan in, in the League Cup tonight, so that'll be interesting to see how that one goes. Mm-hmm. And they've got Derby at home, which is going to be an interesting one. Um, cause Derby looked quite good at the start of the season after their managerial change, and they've got Preston and Leeds. So not going to get much easier for them uh, especially you know they've had those two winnable games off, off the bat and they haven't managed to to get any points at all so I'm not sure how long they're going to keep faith with Nathan Jones so he, he didn't really do too well at the end of last season giving him the pre-season and if results don't pick up over the coming weeks we know how cutthroat this league is and Stoke are a team that don't really want to be in this division for very long um are they just going to cut their losses early on and try and bring in somebody a little bit more established? Because, you know, if you look at look at Aston Villa, they went down the, the young um, manager route or, you know, the the risky appointment in Di Matera when they came down and they obviously went off to Bruce and then it went off to, to Dean Smith. I think that, that Villa are a club, although bigger than Stoke, um, historical-wise, they're similar to where Stoke were when when they were in the division, I think they, yeah. there's a lot of comparisons that can be drawn and it might be that like Villa, they're not going to stick around and wait for for it to, you know, all go, all go wrong. They're going to might make a move early, which it wouldn't surprise me. I think that 
I, I don't understand why it's not working. And I think Nathan Jones is a really good coach, but it, something isn't clicking there. And he needs no, I agree. Sooner I, than later. I, definitely. There's definitely uh, question marks over Stoke City and, and whether it's the players. And like you say, maybe not the manager is, is coming to what you'd have thought was a good infrastructure at Stoke and, and especially having last season to adapt to the league. And I really thought last season was the season where they would underachieve. And, and I really thought by now that they'd have had six points on the board, no disrespect to the teams they've played, but I thought they'd be, be right up there. And, and to see them sat 23rd after two games, just, again, more question marks arise regarding that. Do you, uh, but do you, you want to... Go do on. You, do you, just before we move off, though, do you think that... After you know Gary Rowett was such a you know such a failure, do you think they maybe should have went for somebody a little bit more experienced than a Nathan Jones? It seems they're two very similar appointments to me. Um, you know these young, young yeah, I get that up and coming um, coaches. Uh, it's a good question, and I'm I'm split in my answer because in many ways. I look at the experienced guys now who, who I've named regarding the Sheffield Wednesday job, um, such as Pulis, um, Yipardus. Um, for me, they're, they're very, um, they're a bit of, te- they're like 10 years out of date now for me. Um, and whether you mean those kind of guys or you mean someone maybe in, in, the, in the 40s, um, I'm not so sure. But I think sometimes you need to appoint a younger manager to take that risk, if that makes sense. Yes, there might be question marks and there will be over Jones at the minute, um, like we've discussed. But sometimes it, you need to take that risk for it to pay off and it still could do with Stoke. It's just I feel as though, you know, managers like you've mentioned, Rowett's had his chance at many clubs. Gary Monk's had his chance at many clubs. And then the, the older guys, like we've, we've touched upon, your, your Pulis's, et cetera, I don't know. I think I think their time and and their their styles being caught out a little bit. If I, that I, makes sense. I definitely agree on that, and they wouldn't be my long term choice. But if you, if you think, think a team like Stoke, they sacked Rowett uh, midway through last season, wasn't it? Really, it was around January yeah. time. Um, if say they brought in a an, an Allardyce, say or a Pulis, who of course wasn't on the job market then, but say they brought in somebody like that, somebody yeah. just to steady the ship and to to stop the losses. Built and then they build the platform for somebody to come in, whereas it was going down under Rowett and it's just kept going down. I think an experienced manager, though, they're not going to, you know, reinvent the wheel and get you up, as, and you know, they're not going to get you straight back up. They can sort of just steady the decline and, and get you on a level again, which I, I just think something like that at Stoke might not go amiss. Well, you know what? That's what it might come to. It might get to such as Christmas or even only in a couple of months if things are going so badly um, that they might turn to that equation because you've, let's let's be honest, when they were relegated from the Premier League, I'm sure that Stoke City, the, the chairman and the directors had a plan to have Stoke City back in the Premier League for within, for, you know, um, the next 24 months. It didn't happen last season. This season, you know, there's, there's still potential there for it to happen but it's not looking good so far um so it could come to that they they realize that they have made a mistake and you know it would not surprise me jake if in three months time we're talking that tony poulis is stoke city manager um so what watch this space potentially but you know teams i think are only just realizing aren't they that they often get relegated from the Premier League. They probably underestimate the Championship, but teams now are realising that there is literally 
there is 12 to 16 teams in this division that can be promoted and are, or if not better than the likes of Stoke City and your Huddersfields and your Fulhams that have come down. Um, so, yes, it's a learning curve for them. But like I say, in, in a few months' time, it would not surprise me if a couple of teams like Stoke City or even Huddersfield is, is maybe an example where they they do bring in a manager like an Allardyce or a Poulis to, to essentially steady the ship. So well, how do, what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I, I definitely think that, that the league gets underestimated by clubs coming into it. Um, I guess you can just look at the three teams that came down this season. They, they've all suffered a loss already. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's definitely, it could definitely be a case of that. Um but to talk of teams that surprised me in a good way, I think it's it's nicer to move on to those now. Um, yeah, Chel- go to, let's go to the top of the table. Yeah, Cheltenham Chel- <laughs> are definitely one of those. Yeah, um, you know I think they've been really good. We, I spoke about them earlier, so I don't want to go too far into those. I might let you do that um, shortly. Swansea City for me, I think they've they've pleasantly surprised me. Um, you know, losing the players that they lost, obviously losing mm. Graham Potter, who I. You know, if he was still there, I think we'd have been talking about them as a playoff uh, candidate. Um, losing some key players as well. Obviously, Ollie McBurney's gone, but they've they've brought in a few players. They've um, managed to keep hold of a couple more. Um, Borja Baston's still there, and you know he was a mega money signing for them at one point in their career. And they've got him back, and he looks um, like he could do a job at this level if they keep hold of him for yep. the rest of the foreign transfer window. They brought in Freddie Woodman from Newcastle. I know why well, he's a very highly rated goalie, and he's obviously already made an impact there. Um, they've just got some really good players, um, really good young players, even with um, McBurney going. You've got Roberts, Rodon, um, Matt Grimes, obviously the captain now, uh, and they've brought in Sam Sorridge, who I'm quite excited about, from Bournemouth. He's done really, really well in the youth leagues, uh, and he's now getting a chance in senior football, and he could be a really, really good signing for them. Uh, and in the Cooper, the manager, he's a, somebody that's got really good connections with the younger players. He can, he's obviously happy to bring them through. I think he's a major reason why Freddie Woodman's gone there, uh, and he could turn out to be one of the signs of the summer. Uh, obviously conceded one goal, but kept a clean sheet away against Derby. Um, goals might be a problem for them, but they they look quite good, to be <coughs> honest. I think they, they're looking more... It's going to be more of the same from Swansea as, as we saw last year, with a lot of good... Young players, exciting football, probably not going to have enough to get to the playoffs, but I think they're going to be a good team to watch. And some of these players coming through there now are probably going to be players we see in the Premier League in the near future. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Swansea because I never had them listed. Um, you know, I, I, we've talked about Sheffield Wednesday already, but yeah, I, I can touch on Charlton. I'm, I'm just impressed with how Lee Bowie has got them playing great attacking football. And so far, the likes of uh, Chuksanike, uh, Lyle Taylor, who's got two goals and assists to his name. Um, Johnny Williams so far with a couple of assists who, um, you know, I thought he'd, he'd probably remain a League One player and, and he seems to have found his confidence again and, and so far so good for him as well for for Charlton. And, and you know, the, the, the teams they've beat, a 3-1 conving, convincing victory against Stoke and, and the, the 2-1 defeat of of Blackburn are not difficult, you know, uh, sorry, are difficult games and, and difficult places to go to. So to, to pick up the points they have, um, you've just got to applaud Charlton so far. I do, you know, I keep reminding myself it's early days, two games in, but I, I do in the long term worry about the size of, 
of Bowyer's squad. And and you know, you know, it's not it's not going to be all roses for the remainder of the season, but certainly so far so good for them. But they have got the option of you know in January January to bring in a a few more players, whether that's on loan or, or whatever market they want to delve into. And, and I'm sure they will. But the other team I'd like to mention, actually, um, because I feel like they've had a couple of difficult fixtures and and picked up four points, is, is QPR, who were sat in fourth. The, the QPR are another team who, for the last couple of seasons, I've said, you know, they'll, they'll just hover around the relegation zone. You know, me and you have, even though we've said that, we've mentioned that Mark Warburton's, a relatively decent manager at this level and, you know, he can get him playing good football and picking up points. Uh, but to, to to get the victory, obviously, against against Stoke, who keep coming up in this in this uh, episode, who, who have, you know, been at the forefront of, of a poor few, first few games, uh, QPR getting all the points there, and then a point against relegated Huddersfield, uh, who, who I think, for me, QPR will look at and think that, you know, four points on, on the board so far is, is a good return from those two games. So I think, yeah, the, they've, they've done really well. Um, and they could be one of the dark horses or surprise packages this season, QPR, um, especially with, you know, they brought in such as Jordan Hugel, who's managed to score this season. And then Eze up front, who was, who was decent last year, and, and he's managed to score a goal already. Um, they've just got a, a nice little decent core squad there. I think they still do lack quality, but, you know, I'm impressed so far two games in. I, do you want to talk about any other club, Jake, or should we move on to previews and predictions? Uh, just quickly, I'd just like to say I thought Mill Mill have had a good good yeah. start to the season. I thought you were just about to mention them then, because they've had a couple of tricky games away to West Brom at home to Preston. So yeah, yeah they've 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 done good summer transfer business. They've re remoulded their squad, brought in some younger players. Connor Mahoney looks like a really good addition. I think that they're they might be back to the Mill we saw a couple of years ago. They really look quite impressive. Yeah, definitely. They've they've had a great start and they face um Sheffield Wednesday at home actually so first against uh, eighth um, on Saturday so Millwall could potentially go top of the league if things go their way and get the victory against us the team I support but let's talk yeah previews and predictions then Jake so let's go to Friday night which is a quarter to eight kickoff Uh, I've chose this game because it's two relegated sides who you would expect to finish in certainly the top half uh, this season and then and beyond that for the likes of Fulham and Huddersfield. So what's your preview and prediction uh, for that game? Yeah, this is a, a tough one to predict because I, I was quite high on Huddersfield going into the season. They've got some really talented players. Obviously, only picked up one point so far, but there can be an adjustment period and there's still some mm. do- doubts about their manager, um, whether he's going to be good for the long term. But, you know, they'll be looking at this game as a game they can definitely win. Uh, Carl and Grant obviously got two goals. He's He seems to be settling back to this level okay um so yeah I'm, I'm i'm unsure fulham were really really good at the weekend against uh blackburn tom kearney was back to his best yeah knockout offered a really good out ball for them and obviously mitrovic got a goal which is quite important because mitrovic is very much a confidence player um but yeah i'm i'm really i'm gonna go for the fulham win no um no I, no, I'll go for the draw. I'm going to go for a one-all draw. I, I don't. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen enough from Fulham yet, and and the way they sort of played in their first game is Barnsley away from home is maybe a little bit cautious. So I'm going to go for a one-all draw. Okay, uh, I can completely understand why you're saying that, but I am just going to tip Fulham for the win. Just I'm going to go two-one to Fulham. I think just 
you've mentioned already the firepower they've got. Um, I I haven't been that impressed with Fulham yet, only a couple of games in, but I expect, I don't know why, I've just got this feeling Friday night, you know, on TV, away to a team that they've come down from. I think they might just turn it on on this ca- this occasion. Um, so I'm going to predict an away win there and a, a 2-1 win to Fulham, simply because, like I say, just the... Uh, the players that they've got up front, the Mitrovic, the Knockarts, and Kane just behind, etc. Uh, but that takes us into Saturday, a 3 p.m. kickoff. Um, I've chose this game because these are two teams what were promoted into the division. So Barnsley versus Charlton, Jake. What's your thoughts about that one? This is going to be a, good, a very interesting match to watch. Um, I'm going to tip Barnsley just because they were far. They they were better than Charlton last season. They were one of the best teams in League One. Um, and it, they really impressed me in their first game against Fulham. Mm. Less so against Sheffield Wednesday, but obviously back at home, uh, I think they're gonna gonna get the win. And I can't see Cholton carrying on the this run of wins uh, as much as I'd like to see it. I think that Barnsley um, are just a little bit better than them, and, and they're probably gonna finish higher up the table. So I'm gonna go for a Barnsley win. Yeah, I've. I think Barnsley are the better side and definitely I think Barnsley will perform really well at home this season. I can see it being their home form that keeps them in the division. I don't think they'll go down by any means. Uh, but for whatever reason, just because, you know, Charlton are the form team, if you like, with Sheffield Wednesday in the division only, you know, two games into the season. But I've just predicted a draw for that reason. I've gone 1-1 um, and I think at this stage, maybe both sides particularly Charlton, would take a draw away at Barnsley. So I've gone for that as my result prediction. And then the other game I'd like to touch upon, um, two teams you'd expect at the top half of the table and the team we've touched on so much already is Stoke City versus Derby, three o'clock kickoff. What's your thoughts on that, Jane? Oh, this is a very difficult game to predict. Um, If you'd have asked me at the start of the season... I would have said Stoke, but I think I think Derby have, have really taken to Koku. I think they're playing yeah. good stuff. Unlucky not to win um, at the weekend. Obviously, had their penalty saved, and, and as you said, Woodburn had such a good game for Swansea. But um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with a <laughs> one-all draw. These are difficult. They're just so difficult to predict these games. But yeah, I'm going to go for a one-all draw. I just can't can't pick between them. I must. Derby away from home last year didn't really impress me too much, and and I think Stoke surely they can't lose three in a row, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go one all draw. Yeah, I think your sigh ahead of your predictions said it all, Jake. So for that reason, <laughs> I'm gonna go for nil nil draw because I think also that this game is very difficult to predict, um, just simply because I don't know what to expect from either side at the minute. Yeah, I think Derby at the moment, are the better football inside. But at the same time, Stoke just need to get a point on board. So for me, yeah, I'm going to go for a nil-nil um, scoreless draw in that one. Uh, but with that, we're out of time, Jake. If you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you or any projects you're involved in, now would be a good time. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Jake Chapman with two ends. This week, I hosted the Premier League show which was a really good listen we had quite a good chat on VAR uh, on that show so give that one a listen if you can it'll be on this feed or, or the main EPL index feed so yeah definitely check that one out 
Yeah, Jake's all over the shows at the minute. You can't get away from him if you listen to the EPL Index rundown of both Premier League and Championship shows. But you can follow the show at Championship pod on twitter like i mentioned earlier i've been your host at louis shackshaft i do a lot of uh, writing um, blogging sheffield wednesday stats um, i'm a pundit for football league world feast of football radio and uh, the yorkshire post newspaper you can check out all my work at like I say, on, on Twitter if you just want to find me. Uh, but please subscribe, like, and retweet the show. Like I mentioned, we put all our shows onto our pin tweet at Championship Pod. So we want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you all next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.